With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. When we think of the NFL playoffs, it's a war of attrition. But this year in the NBA postseason, it looks like it's going to come down to health as well. You got Anthony Davis dealing with a groin injury now. LeBron missed time with an ankle injury. Chris Paul battling a shoulder problem. Luka Doncic has a nerve issue in his neck. Joel Embiid left last night's game with a sore knee. Now, hopefully, they're not going to miss many games. And I don't know how many players are going to be 100%, but this is just the first round. You know, you think this season comes down to major injuries? We've seen it before. Kevin Durant. Blew out his Achilles. That was in 2019 against the Raptors. And, uh, you know, just the reality of this with the NBA. We don't want injuries to be the main takeaway from uh, the postseason this year. But it certainly adds to the mystery of what's already been a pretty unpredictable season and postseason. Probably going to get a little bit crazier. But we'll talk to Mannix about that with Anthony Davis and with his availability or... At what percentage will he be in this uh, pivotal Game 5? This program brought to you by the great folks at Dollar Shave Club, uh, Dad's Razor. It's probably older than you are. How about you getting something uh, for Father's Day? A Dollar Shave Club six-blade razor. Perfect for that extra close, precise shave. Get one now at a store near you or part of a gift set at dollarshaveclub.com slash Patrick. That's dollarshaveclub.com. Slash Patrick. All right, McLovin, what kind of poll question are we playing with today? Okay, this is a bit of a tough one, but which team would be most dead if their star was out? The 76ers with Embiid, who's getting an MRI today. The Lakers with Anthony Davis with a groin injury. The Mavericks with Luka Doncic has a neck nerve issue or all of the above. Are they all just as, like, are they all basically goners? Get, rid, some- get rid of all of the above. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, don't give people an out for okay. all, all the above. Um, well, I have to look at the bigger picture here, and I would say Anthony Davis because the Lakers are defending champs. If Luka is not 100% and if they bow out in the first round against the Clippers, 
they were not expected to get to the second round. Now, they were up 2-0, winning two games in Los Angeles, and you would think that they would be favored to close out the Clippers at some point. But I would say Anthony Davis because the bigger picture is without Anthony Davis, the Lakers can't win a championship. And they are the favorites along with the Nets. Yes, Eden. LeBron has a history, though, of doing it all by himself. Right? Where I mean, granted, he was younger, but he's taken some pretty terrible teams to the finals. I don't know if he can do it. I, I think that you're going to ask him to be great at his age, at this time of the year, for a month. And by great, I mean he's got he's to put up like crazy Russell Westbrook numbers. He's got to get... 25 or 30 points. He's got to get 15 rebounds. He's got to get 10 assists. He's got to get everybody involved. But also, you look at the supporting cast. Uh, you know, Kyle Kuzma. It just feels like he leveled off. And, and you know, maybe LeBron stunted his growth. I don't know. But he's not getting better. Uh, Andre Drummond. I mean, he's... In, 10 years ago, that's a great center to have. Not in today's game. Marcus Gasol is old. Uh, Dennis Schroeder wants a big contract. Like the, there's guys that you say, all right, now step up. Now you got to help out a little bit here because you're sort of along for the ride. It's like being the backup singer, you know, for James Brown. You're like, yeah, that's a pretty good gig. And all of a sudden, you know, James isn't feeling well. And it's like, uh, wait, what? We got to, we got to do all the splits and singing and, and all that. Yeah. McLove. Uh, with the 76ers, the way the, playoffs break with and they're they have a hand they're basically handed the Eastern Conference finals because it'd be the Hawks or the Knicks who they'd be heavily favored over so I feel like Embiid's the right answer because they have a path to the finals as well but they're not favored to even get out of the east whereas LeBron with Anthony Davis without Anthony Davis they're they're up there to win the championship and be defending champs 76ers aren't expected to win the championship yeah I mean, I get that this would be an easy path to get to the Nets or the Bucks, but uh, I don't see it that way. I, I feel like because they were kind of three, they were up 3-0. There was a lot of buzz around the Sixers, maybe because I'm a Philly fan. But uh, so second question, this is related to something you just mentioned. Okay. Is Russell Westbrook overrated, underrated, <laughs> properly rated, or impossible to rate? And let me give you a quick example. <laughs> he was last night. He was 21, 14, and 19. Yeah. Unbelievable. All time sets. Yeah. He was three for 19 from the field. Yeah. And he had four turnovers. So, what do you do with that stat line? I think we, we've just come up with a new label ITR. Impossible to rate. Because I, I don't know how you rate him. Like he, he's just a, he's a walking stat sheet. He plays hard on every possession. I just don't know if he helps his team win. As, <laughs> which, as, is, which is big in yeah, sports. I, like, That's big. Yeah, I don't ask too much other than are you helping your team win. Yes, he, I like that his impossible to rate, his ITR, will yeah. actually have a rating. Like he's 72% <laughs> ITR is like through the roof. Yeah. It's right. so hard to rate. It's, it's just, <laughs> Modern stats. I, I, I like watching him. I'm entertained by him. I don't want him as my point guard. Which is weird when you say, man, I, I love watching him. I just, I don't want him as my point guard. Because I don't, like, if you can survive a three for 19, and I know he helps you in other categories, it just, 
that's who he is. That's what he's always going to be. And while I admire that he plays hard, he cares about every single possession. I don't know if there's anybody in the NBA that you can say truly cares about every possession, except for Russell Westbrook. Yes, Eden. It seems like analysts are split on Russell Westbrook, though, because if you don't like the way he plays, then he's this offense killer who you'll never win with. But if you do like the way he plays, the amount of offense he generates for the entire team is through the roof. How can one player be seen so differently? Yeah, I'm trying to think of somebody else where you go, is he great? Like Odell Beckham, I don't know if he was sort of in that category, but I don't know where he is now. He's an ITR guy to me because I do I want Odell Beckham? No. Would I watch Odell Beckham? Yes. Fascinated by him. But I, I don't want him. Yeah, Paul. If Giannis goes a couple more seasons in Milwaukee and doesn't make it to the finals or win a title, he could be an ITR guy. A lot of points, a lot of numbers, a lot of awards, no trophies. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not entertained by the Greek freak. But you've said before that his style is not necessarily conducive to winning. Yeah. Well, he needs help. Now, I picked the Bucs to go to the NBA Finals. So I, I think him as an underdog, he's not a great front runner. He's not a favorite. But I don't tune in to watch the Greek freak. I think he's fat. It's like Tim Duncan. Absolutely incredible. One of the great players of all time. But it's not like you have that tune-in factor. Russell Westbrook has tune-in factor. But I don't know if he's great. He's a great player, great team player. Yeah, McLevin. How about Ben Simmons as an ITR guy? Uh, yeah. Ooh. Absolutely. He is. And look, I love Doc Rivers, but I don't need Doc to tell me what I'm missing about Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons can't shoot free throws. He has not elevated his game offensively. Okay, he's a really good defender. All right. I'm fine with that. I just think at that size, he should be dominating. You got a handle. You, should, you can get to the hoop. You should dominate. But when you get to the free throw line and I shoot better than you by far, that's embarrassing. You can't be a liability at that position at the end of the game. And what is strange when you see pregame with the Sixers with Ben Simmons. You have a shooting coach and he's at the line and he's helping him. Anybody who has played golf and you start to play and then you get a lesson, realize all the bad habits that you have. Now you have to get out of those bad habits. Ben Simmons needs to be deprogrammed. And how about we add a D at the end of Ben? It's Ben Bend your knees at the free throw line, Ben Simmons. Watch. It's like when I talk about people, players learning how to pitch, and I say, watch Greg Maddox. Just watch how he uses the count, uses location, all of those things. Doesn't have to be a power pitcher, puts the ball in play. He, he pitches. He's a pitcher, not a thrower. Watch some of these great... Steph Curry shot 93% from the line this year. Wouldn't you go, how does he do it? I do. I mean, I'm, I'm still trying to perfect my shot. I'm 65, and I can shoot better than Ben Simmons can. It's embarrassing. Here's Doc Rivers, I guess, saying this to me and everybody else, that, uh, you know, stop criticizing Ben Simmons. 
You guys keep this Ben Simmons narrative alive, which to me is freaking insane, how good this guy is and all the things he does. Ben is not a 40-point guy. It's not what he does. He does other things for your team. And I just don't understand why that's not sinking in in our city. Um, You know, everybody on the team doesn't have to be a scorer to help the team. Ben scores. Uh, but Ben creates scoring for us. That's what he does. So, um, you know, if I'm Ben at some point, I'd get tired of it. I just would uh, because he's just too good and he does so many good things for this basketball team. And we, and I keep saying it. Celebrate him. Celebrate all the stuff he does well. We don't do that enough. Well, first of all, you know, I applaud Doc for having his guys back there. But here's the thing. What exactly do you celebrate with Ben Simmons? Like, when you watch him, do you go, wow, look at that defense? What? Man, did you see that rebound? He's a good all-around player. It's just he isn't what we thought he was. Remember when I people thought I was joking when he was at LSU? And I thought he's shooting with the wrong hand. And people thought, oh, that's funny. You know, I go, no, I, I, it, he strikes me as a guy who... Looks like he's right-handed, but he's shooting left-handed. He has not gotten better. Is he a good player? Yes. Is he a franchise player? No. Is he a clutch player? No. Those are things I celebrate. Game on the line, that's when you celebrate. That's when you go, wow. And Ben Simmons is not that player. And if Joel Embiid is out for any amount of time... Can you go to Ben Simmons and say, hey, we want you to be like Magic Johnson was back in the 1980 NBA Finals where he played center and scored 42. Like, that's what you want. That's when you ask somebody to be a little more than what they are. And that's, I don't think we're asking much of Ben Simmons. We expected maybe too much. But I think he's a good player but he's not a great player. And I don't think he ever will be a great player because he's reticent to take the jumper. He doesn't shoot free throws well. And he's got the ball in his hands. Yes, Eden. Somebody had said uh, last night, somebody tweeted that Ben Simmons is such a great defender. He disrupts both offenses. Wow. (laughs) Too soon. Too soon. Wow. That's mean spirited. Wow. Yeah, McLovin. <laughs> do you have to pull him off the court if he's going to miss all the... If you're the coach, you just, at the end of the game, these are the free throws. Do you have to get him out? Well, it used to be Golden State Warriors did this with Steph Curry sometimes. They would take him out when the other team was on... When when he had to play defense, and he he didn't play defense very well. He, he's better now. But they it would be one of those offense-defense, you'd put him back in uh, when you were on offense, when, when you were playing in a big game. That's not the case anymore, but I wonder if you have to do that with Ben Simmons, you know, because if you do a hacker shack on Ben Simmons, it's a great game plan. Yeah, McLevin. I mean, he's not going to score at the end of the game anyway. It's a, Tobias Harris is their 1A option, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why he's out there exactly. But you just can't, you know, shooting 61% from the line. And Dwight Howard is even worse than he is, by the way, which really hurts with him beat out. He doesn't, he's been in the league forever. He still doesn't know how. Well, you know, Dwight never had a signature move. He never developed his game offensively. He was just a great athlete. He was on the boards and get putbacks and things like that. But, you know, he's a big man. 
Ben is Ben is your ball handler. So it's different. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Say good morning to Peacock, the uh, streaming service that carries the program, and our radio affiliates around the country, part of uh, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio. We will uh, get to phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. What are we going to settle on, McLovin? Okay, there's two. We have a Naomi Osaka poll that uh, we'll save. But yeah, save quick that. question about fan behavior. Are you okay with the police getting involved in fan behavior? Should they be prosecuted for what happens in the arena as real crimes? Well, just by saying we're going to revoke your season tickets or you're not going to be allowed back in, first of all, that doesn't work. I think it, all this this is is window dressing. Like, look at what we're, we're taking a stance on this. Okay, some idiot throws a water bottle at uh, Kyrie Irving. Okay, can you press charges? Felony charges? Sure. I, at least you're sending a message there. I mean, Trey Young, I wish he would have filed charges against the guy who spit on him. And, and he's trying to be the bigger man, not wanting to be the focal point of, uh, you know, this series, you know, having it be something like that other than his play. But like, it, like after a while, if you're a player, you're like, you want to be protected. In the NBA, you're, you're more exposed than any other sport. Like you have to climb over a wall in baseball. Football, yeah, good luck coming on the field. Those guys all have pads on. But basketball, you're right there. You're in some places. You're sitting right next to players on the bench. When when you inbounds the ball, you can reach out and touch that person right in front of you. But you agree not to. So to me, you're almost. We've given you this access, and then what happens? Now what do you do? Now do we we move you back? Yeah, Todd. The police absolutely have to get involved because if you did that just on a public street, you can't throw a bottle at somebody, especially in a pandemic. You certainly can't spit on someone and not expect to possibly have the police get involved. So I don't know, just because you have a ticket to a game and it's an arena, there's a sporting event going on, there's some kind of new rules to how people can interact with other people. And also the Kyrie Irving stepping on the logo at half court. God, we have so many other things in this world to worry about. The travesty. He stepped on Lucky. Okay. He stepped on Lucky. And people, Kevin Garnett, it's all upset. Like guys are all upset. Mr. Celtic himself, Kevin Garnett's <laughs> upset. <laughs> My God. How dare he? He stepped on Lucky. Stepped on a, a fake mascot. Like he's a cartoon. We're like, we're angry at Kai. Okay. Like I, I, I you know, T.O. when he stepped on the logo with the cowboy. I, I get it. I understand. Oh, I'm so upset. Like it, I'd be worried about other things. How about you stop Kyrie and the Nets when they're playing? Not, I'm so mad that he stepped on our logo. He stepped right on his face. Can we check and see if Lucky, is he going to be available? Like, what? what is his... He's declined comment, and he's uh, spending some time with his family members right now. Well, but I want to know if he's available. If, the, you know, they play another game there. I'd like to know what his health status is. I'm going to guess he's questionable. 
you know, Chris Mannix, a former Boston Celtics ball boy, will join us. He's got to be so upset with Kyrie. Yes, McLove. We're pulling the game footage. Apparently, he stepped on it dozens of times during the game, too. Oh, my God. Others. Others yeah. did. Yeah, the whole team was stepping on it all game long. I know. And bounced the ball all over. Oh, my God. Look what they did to Lucky. That's why Lucky has one eye closed, because it. I think somebody stepped on that eye. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs 
that premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Let's bring in Christoph Smanix, uh, Sports Illustrated NBA senior writer. Let me start with the, uh, the, the tragic story of what happened with Kyrie stepping on the Celtics logo. As a former ball boy at the Garden, how do you feel? To, are you okay to talk today about what happened? It, it took me 24 hours yep. to really get comfortable expressing my feelings. But yes, I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to talk then. Uh, is there etiquette with this? Like, did, did he do something that's egregious here? Is, is he's never going to be forgiven. I mean, Celtic fans don't like him anyway, but. Well, yeah, look, stepping on the logo and the way Kyrie did, you can certainly <laughs> say it's disrespectful. I mean, Kevin Garnett obviously took umbrage uh, with it. And we've seen stuff like this in the past with Terrell Owens on the star in Dallas and, and things like that. It's, yeah. it's, but I mean, it certainly doesn't warrant it's, you can't compare getting a bottle thrown at you, whether it's a water bottle, whatever tossed at you as, as some kind of equivalent there. But it's the, the I mean, Kyrie, it, it, the anger Boston fans feel towards Kyrie is not different than the anger Oklahoma city fans felt towards Kevin, Dur uh, Kevin Durant or Cleveland fans back in 2010 felt towards LeBron James. Like he left, they were, you know, going to, he said he was going to stay. They believed he was going to be part of something big there, and he left. So they're mad. Like, that's – it's really not all that complicated when it comes to Kyrie Irving. I haven't heard much from the commissioner about these fan incidents here, but, you know, you're you're really wide open here. You're – you know, when we think of NBA players, you can sit right next to a player on the bench. You can reach out and touch that player. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no other sport that's like this. So what options does the NBA have in trying to curb this? Well, you've seen already – in the last couple of days, more enhanced security in these arenas. And maybe as things go forward, if this doesn't stop, you'll see even more security, whether it's presences from security guards that are more visible uh, on the floor or some kind of taping of some kind or, or a, a blockade of some kind for the fans sitting courtside. But I think from what I, when I talk to people within the NBA about this, it's still, they're still trying to formulate strategies beyond just the enhanced security that they've already implemented. I think what the NBA is hoping, and this isn't really within their purview, but you know that the punishments that are doled out uh, by authorities dissuade this type of behavior. Now, I do think charging the fan in Boston with assault and battery a felony is a little bit much, but I think some kind of legal repercussions where people that do stuff like this have to either uh, you know, pay a substantial fine, uh, community service, something that comes with uh, some teeth to it. Because you know, Dan, banning a guy from arena doesn't really work. No. I mean, it's not like you're going to have this guy's picture like on a proverbial milk carton in the arena. Like he can still come in and out. Uh, I think there's got there's the hope that punishments with more teeth will dissuade this type of behavior. Do you know what the alcohol policy is at NBA games? Like a lot of baseball games will say seventh inning, they stop. Yeah, I, I mean, alcohol is playing a role in this. Yeah, I, I believe, I don't know if it's universal, but most venues, that most arenas I've gone to is that end of the third quarter, you can't serve beer after okay. that. So yeah. it, it's almost like baseball where they recognize the the end is coming. And over the last 30 minutes of the game, you're not allowed to 
to go buy it, which of course sends people running to, you know, the, the vendors to, you know, buy six at a time and go back to their seats that way. So it's not, it's not a perfect solution, but that's what most arenas I've been around go with. I applaud Doc Rivers for standing up to uh, those who doubt Ben Simmons, but like Ben Simmons is, has not gotten better. He's he's, there's a ceiling with Ben Simmons and, while I, I understand what Doc is doing, Ben Simmons is not a great player. And maybe it's not his fault, it's our fault, because we thought he was going to be the next Magic Johnson. Where do you stand on Ben Simmons? And is he a good player? Is he a very good player? Is he a great player? I, I go very good. Um, great is usually reserved for the MVP candidates at least every single year. And I agree with you. I think Ben Simmons has a ceiling, especially offensively. Um, you know, I, I think what he does great is better than the top 1% of the NBA. Defensively, he's in the top 1%. Running a fast break, he's in the top 1%. But over the years, and we're now at that kind of mid-20s point of Ben Simmons' career where you'd expect to see some growth in certain areas, you're not really seeing it. You're not seeing it at the free throw line. You're not seeing it from three-point range. He's still not comfortable pulling up from really anywhere outside the paint. Uh, so I'm not expecting at this stage of Ben Simmons' career for that to substantially improve as it goes forward. I still think he can be a key cog on a championship team because that defense and that uniqueness to, his, to him playing the point guard position is incredibly valuable. But I, I think we're past the point, Dan, where we're waiting for Ben Simmons to reach that next level. I don't think that next level is going to come. He can still be great or still be really good, but I don't think that next level for Ben Simmons is going to be there. Brooke Lopez didn't hit a three for seven years in the NBA. Then he became a good three-point shooter. Like, this can happen. And it's not that Ben's form is bad on his jumper. He doesn't bend at the free throw line. Like, it's very stiff. It just feels like... You know, it's confidence. Uh, you know, Lonzo yeah. Ball, the same way. Like, you get to the point where now you're comfortable with this. But, um, you know, I even said to Reggie Miller, Ben should reach out to you. You could help him from the line. You could help him from three-point range. But I don't know what kind of – I don't know what Ben wants to be. or You know, and so that's what – when Doc says this, I'm like, okay, Doc. You know, he's like, he's great. We don't see greatness with Ben Simmons because what's he do? He guards somebody, uh, he'll have a pass on a fast break, and he'll rebound. Okay, there's nothing great there where you go, oh my God, did you see Ben Simmons? Like, when's the last time you said, do you see Ben Simmons last night? Doesn't happen. Well, I mean, I, I've done, I have done that. I mean, when, when Ben has these great games where he puts up like 20, 15, and 15, like those are great performances. They're not empty stats. He's doing it, but there still comes the time in the fourth quarter where you're worried about him getting hacked and sent to the free throw line. Yeah. You're worried about teams scheming to leave him alone on the perimeter, knowing he's a non-threat. It's tough to play four on five offensively at the championship level. So that's what's going to stop Ben Simmons from, from getting to that next level. He's Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated NBA senior writer. How concerned should the Lakers be? I think you're very concerned. Um, I mean, obviously the Davis injury is, is pretty scary considering, you know, he's, he's going to be out most likely for game five. And with these, the series moving quickly, you don't know if it's, if game six is going to be available either. And they were a very average team without Davis during the regular season, 19 and 17 uh, was the record. 
Um, I, you know, and, and on top of that, in this series, you know, he's been largely their front court production. I mean, Andre Drummond, who was brought in like for this reason to match up with a DeAndre Ayton, has been getting completely outplayed by Ayton. It wouldn't surprise me to see Marcus All in the starting lineup uh, in this game five. I think Gasol has proven to be a better fit with this team offensively, at least in this particular series. So if you're the Lakers, it can't just be a, a superhuman LeBron performance. Like it's got to be Marcus all shooting a high percentage. It's got to be Kyle Kuzma having a breakout offensive game. What I saw from Chris Paul suggests to me that that shoulder is getting better. And if yeah. he can get to be 75, 80% of what he usually is, there's enough weapons on that Phoenix team at home uh, to beat the Lakers in game five and to win this series. Are you picking the Suns? Yes. This is going to bite me again. Because Does- every time every time <laughs> I go against LeBron, I lose. So take that for what it's worth. I, yeah, he put me on. I didn't even think about who I was picking until that exact moment. But this is eventually going to make me look stupid. So, yes. Yeah. You're aware that LeBron's on the Lakers, right? I am. Okay. Yes. Just want to make sure. Because this hasn't gone well like in the last 12 years, it feels like you go against LeBron. You're like Paul Pierce. You don't like LeBron. I do like LeBron. I, I just, for some reason, I, I, I sort of like convinced myself that other teams can beat him. Like I was doing that with, <laughs> I think I did that with Atlanta at one point, you know, during LeBron's tenure, which was incredibly <laughs> stupid in hindsight. Uh, but like, you know, Boston several times over. Um, on your show, I think I said it was more likely than not that the Lakers don't make the playoffs, which a clip that I was made to eat over and over again on social media for almost two years. Uh, so, uh, that's but not why don't well you this. go with LeBron? Well, I look, I did coming into the playoffs, going into the playoffs with the Lakers at full strength. I picked the Lakers to win the whole thing. Okay. I did. I thought, but the AD injury is significant. Like going without him against this team is going to be really tough. So we'll see what, what LeBron can pull out. Like, invariably, he does it, right? Invariably, he does something superhuman that makes people like me look stupid. But this is a tough, tough matchup for that Laker team without AD. What kind of fallout do you think that uh, the Lakers will have if they don't get out of the first round? Given the circumstances, probably not much. Um, but do they keep Dennis Schroeder? Do they they get rid of Kyle Kuzma? Uh, Marcus Saul's probably a one and done. Do they keep on well, two year contract? Yeah. Saul's got a two year contract. So he's around. I don't want him another year. I, I think they're, well, you kind of stuck with them though. I don't know what you, you know, just wave them yeah. and eat the salad. I, I honestly, this, you know, and this goes back to a conversation about several teams that are facing questions, whether it's Boston or Miami or whatever. This season has been so weird with COVID issues, four games in five nights, myriad injuries. The Lakers have been at the forefront of it. <laughs> I don't think you overreact to the end result of this season. If they get beaten the first round by Phoenix, there are reasons for it, right? You lost Anthony Davis. You had a, a bunch of injuries that affected your chemistry. Andre Drummond came in late. You can explain a lot of that away. I, I think it would be a mistake to just you know blow up the Lakers. You may have a tough decision to make on Dennis Schroeder. I mean, he clearly wants to get like you know, $20, $25 million per year on a new contract. So maybe that's a tough call, but... That, this is still a Laker team, Dan, that when fully healthy, I would favor them going into next year. I would consider them a favorite going into next year. Who do you like with the Clippers and Mavs now? Uh, yeah, I, I dogged the Clippers pretty bad after you know game two because I didn't think they had the mental toughness to do what they did over the last couple of games. And 
you know, we banged on, you know, playoff P, you know, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, you know, for kind of not showing up against Luka Doncic. They showed up in these last couple of games. And again, circumstances affect you know, kind of what you project the series to be. Luka's injured. He looked hurt in that, that last couple of games. Now, there's been reports that he's feeling better going into this next, uh, this game five. But if he's anything but 100%, uh, I think the Clippers have done enough to get back in this series. It's remarkable. It really is. I thought this team was done. I thought they would lose at, at most in five games, maybe even get swept. But the mental toughness this Clipper team showed, Ty Lue, the adjustments he made in defending Luka Doncic, it, it really is an impressive turnaround by the Clippers. Great to talk to you again, Chris. Thank you. We appreciate your time as always. It's got to be like Lakers at six. So I know. Right, yeah, I know. Okay. I know. Keep your head up. All right. Yeah. All right. That's uh, Chris Mannix, the senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Terms and conditions apply. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Uh, One of the big topics over the weekend, Naomi Osaka has withdrawn from the French Open and uh, announcing on social media yesterday that she will take some time away from the court. One day after she was fined and threatened with harsher sanctions for skipping her mandatory media obligations, she, in a lengthy statement, said she never wanted to be a distraction. Her withdrawal is the best thing for the tournament, the other players, and my well-being. She also went on to say, I think now... The best thing for the tournament, the other players, and my well-being is that I withdraw so everyone can get back to focusing on tennis, the tennis going on in Paris. I never wanted to be a distraction. I accept that my timing was not ideal and message could have been clear. It just feels like there could have been some kind of common ground. If I said to both parties, here's a do-over. Let's go back a week. That's how about we do something closed doors where we have you come in. You want to have a representative in there with you. You want to have your family in there with you. Come on in. Let's let's talk about this. Because if it's real what she goes through and it's depression, um, first of all, she shouldn't be playing in a tournament right now if, if she's affected, if there's something that is really affecting her. She doesn't play well on clay. She doesn't want to hear negative comments after a loss. Um, there's a lot of pressure on her. She's very young. Uh, she makes a lot of money in endorsements. But I don't know if it's more than this. Is it player empowerment? Is it, you know, the French Open saying, we're not going to let you wag, wag the dog here? They're running a tournament, and this is what they, these are the rules that they put in place here. But is there a way that you could have said, Naomi, why don't you pick somebody you're comfortable asking you questions? And, and this is a pool reporter. This happens at the Super Bowl. Peter King has been the pool reporter where he'll go, he gets to watch practice, and then he gets to report on that. But let's say Naomi is comfortable with somebody and she can get quotes. It's a 15-minute session, and then maybe you can do that. Look back on what happened to Ricky Williams. Remember when Ricky, when he was with the Saints, he wore his helmet and a visor, but he had social anxiety. We had no idea what that was. It was like, man, Ricky Williams, what is wrong with him? And then, of course, Ricky decided that, you know, he didn't want to play football. And then we looked at that. How do you walk away from football? Well, Ricky was doing what was best for him. That is 2004 that that happened with Ricky Williams. You know, here's this great football player, but social media had not been invented, and he had social anxiety. I think you've seen a a better outpouring of support for Naomi. Martina Nervatilova, I'm so sad about Naomi Osaka. 
I truly hope she will be okay. As athletes, we're taught to take care of our body and perhaps the mental and emotional aspect gets short sh- uh, shrift. This is about more than doing or not doing a press conference. Good luck, Naomi. We're all pulling for you. Steph Curry reached out. You shouldn't have to make a decision like this, but so damn impressive to take the high road when the powers that be don't protect their own major respect. That's from Steph Curry. You know, there's there's a lot to unpack here. Um, as somebody who has battled depression, I understand that. I understand if you feel a way or, you know, that she does or she feels confined or trapped and she goes to these press conferences and people keep asking these questions, the same ones over and over and over. And if he, she has social anxiety, like the, I, I truly understand that. But you use the media and you could use it to your benefit and then you don't want the media. Uh, do they ask the same questions over and over? Yes, they do. But I don't know if anything's really changed here. Like what is what has changed in the approach that you have with these press conferences? More pressure, more well-known, more famous. Um, and I think the leagues are the leagues are looking at all the other uh, Grand Slam events. Said the same thing: Hey, we're gonna we're gonna you know treat you the same way the French is here. Like you have an obligation. Or is there something she could have done that said, Hey? Can you have somebody who I'm comfortable answering these questions? And I'll do the 15, 20 minutes. Um, I, I, I'll do a, um, a camp, you know, you know, maybe one day when I'm not playing, I get to go out and I get to give back. Like, it's about growing the sport. And, and certainly with women's tennis, growing the sport. And it's not all on Naomi, but she is the figurehead now. Remember Marshawn Lynch decided he wasn't talking? You know, all right, find me. Go ahead. And this is about player empowerment, too. I think that makes, you know, look at what's happened with the NCAA. It's about player empowerment, and it scares the NCAA to death. Now, all of a sudden, athletes, I remember saying to Tiger Woods years ago, why not just control all the messages you want to send out? You don't need somebody to sit down with you. And he has his own website, and you put out an announcement there. I get it. Does it make our job tougher? Yeah, but so what? Athletes use the media. We use athletes. We, we hope that we're getting information to give to you, the fans. And I think there is an obligation by these athletes. You may not be comfortable how do we make you comfortable? My concern is you're going to have a lot of athletes who say the same thing just because they don't want to do it. And nobody wins there. I think the fans, I mean, the, the fans want to know, like, what happened? What happened in that moment? Whatever that is, I think the fans, you know, deserve that. But we love to tell stories. It's not just a match. It's not a game. It's a story. You know, you have times when you're going to ask, you know, coaches have to have a press conference every Tuesday in the NFL. It's mandatory. And you're able to, and that drives the whole week with all of the networks, all of the content there. 
And that's why the NFL is king. The NFL is always in the news cycle. Tennis is not. And I think if Naomi had a do-over, you go to the French Open and you just say, can we make this more comfortable for me? I'm battling this. I deal with this. Now, she says, well, you don't want to go in after you've lost and then you just hear negative questions. And I'm paraphrasing here. Well, first of all, she doesn't lose very often. Imagine the player who's not very good who has to go in there and answer questions as to why they're not very good. Naomi is a great tennis player. But I think there's pressure. Uh, nobody wants to hear. And I've been in those press conferences for decades now. I know what's asked, how it's asked. You're trying to get them to say something. You bait them. Not everybody has, you know, altruistic motives here. Um, and you might hit a sensitive spot. I get it. It's uncomfortable. But it just feels like there's a way that they could have salvaged this. And I hope these other Grand Slam events will we'll look at these individuals as individuals, not, hey, here's a blanket statement. This is how you're treated. And if you don't like it, we're going to fine you $15,000. Nobody wins there. And that's my biggest takeaway. I'd like to have seen her play in the French Open. And now you don't get that opportunity. If this is Serena Williams, do people react differently? Would the tournament react differently? I don't know. What if this is in another sport? A quarterback doesn't want to talk. Feels uncomfortable. What if Patrick Mahomes said, you know, I, I, don't, I don't want to talk. I, I, you know, it doesn't help me. I hear negativity here. And okay, I understand. But I hope it's viewed as individually... How do we make sure that we are doing what's best for our athletes, for the people who build our sport? And if you can't give me something here, then give me something over here. We can get somebody. Give me somebody, you know, from a, a, a tennis magazine or covers the sport with the New York Times or whoever it is you're comfortable with. But we need to have you being on camera answering questions. We need that. Yeah, McLovin. Do you think the market corrects itself in some way? Like the players who don't do press conferences will become somewhat irrelevant. Like I think at Cam Newton and, you know, he puts all that effort into his fashion statements because he wants to go in front of the press yeah, yeah. and market himself yeah. to some degree. But so I think a lot of these guys like in the NBA, like I know they don't like doing it, but they also get a lot out of it. Right. Oh, I think you can use the media. I said years and years and years ago when players they were told they had to get dressed up to go to a press conference. This is after Iverson and Steve Nash. And I said, why wouldn't you reach out to Armani or Joseph Abood? Get a partner and get dressed up. They're going to they're gonna dress you up. You get to go in there. You, you, you can be a brand. And Dwayne Wade's one of the first that did that. And then now look at him. Most of these guys go to a press. Look at Tom Brady goes to a press conference. He's right out of a fashion magazine. You can use the media. Do you like the questions? No. Are there questions that are out of bounds that are out? Yes. If you have somebody who monitors this, like I think that would help, that you have somebody who is there just to monitor the press conference to say, ask that in a better way, or that's not a fair question. Like maybe you could be a buffer, but... 
I'm, I would never belittle anybody who goes through this, has social anxiety. You know, I have somebody in my family who deals with that. It's really, really scary. And depression. I don't know how this affects Naomi. Um, I hope that she gets help before she goes back and plays in a tennis tournament. I think that's the most important part of all of this. But, and maybe this helps. Maybe this, now she's let everybody know. You've unloaded this and now the media knows. Um, and, and maybe they're a, a little bit more aware or sensitive when you go into these press conferences. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 